Welcome back to another episode of the Game Over Podcast. A regular season has completed. We had the finale last week. And if you've been following this podcast, we have been talking a lot of Falcons. Coach fired. And we've been talking about a lot about the Chargers. Also coach fired. And general manager fired. So, that completes the Chargers and Falcons portion of this podcast. But... We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of me starting uh, the Game Over podcast in addition to Bangin' and Clangin' and also ATL Fit. So last year I started this this podcast to kind of prepare myself to do some XFL podcasts, so talk football, again, sport that I love, sport that I follow very closely, sport that I'm very, very passionate about. About and we started last year on the playoffs. So I go through and I kind of break down each matchup. I'm going to do that this week, but today I just want to set up the matchups, talk, uh, give my first kind of just just overall view of what I think is going to happen about the game and what I think about the matchup. And then later on this week, I'm going to get a little bit more in depth into uh, into each game. I'm excited about it. Um, the one thing uh, that happened last year that isn't going to happen this year because neither of these teams are in the playoffs, the Chargers had a 24-3 to lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half, and the Chargers, were, the Chargers lost that game. Neither of the Chargers or the Jacksonville Jaguars made it into the uh, NFL playoffs. This season, uh, Jacksonville was fighting down to the last wire, fighting down to the wire this past week with the uh, with the with the Titans. Uh, you saw Derrick Henry finish up possibly his Titans career with a win by knocking out the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chargers. Of course, have been long since eliminated. Unfortunately, um, I was going to say. You can't after the second the second that Justin Herbert went out, even a little bit before that, uh, it was over. They weren't going to win a game. Uh, I was even going to go over the stats for the last two games, um, the Falcons and the uh, Falcons versus the Saints and the Chargers versus the Chiefs, but it was all backups on the Chiefs side. I, I didn't. I was reminded that Blaine Gabbert's still in the league and he, he's the backup quarterback for Patrick Mahomes. Um, and they won that game. They won that game. Uh, and that might be the last time we ever see Austin Eckler in a Chargers uniform. So that was kind of sad. Um, I think Keenan Allen is, is going to be back. Uh, they are in salary cap purgatory right now. So a lot of those members of the Chargers are not going to be back. And we're going to have a new head coach and a new general manager here very shortly. But let's get into the wild card matchups. I'm gonna call this wild card matchup. This 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 wild card win. This this playoffs is like the vengeful. The the vengeful. There's a movie called The Vengeful, or was it the what is that movie called? The Hateful Eight. This is the Vengeful 14. So we have the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Houston, great win on Saturday. They beat the Colts to win the division and uh, the champs of the AFC South. Going against the Cleveland Browns, the the top-rated wildcard team, and uh, the dude who I call Flack Daddy, a.k.a. Daddy Flack, Joe Flacco, uh, career resurgent. 
um, Cleveland Browns. This one's going to be good. This is going to be probably the highest scoring game of the uh, of Wildcard Weekend. I think that uh, the Cleveland, if they're they're waiting to get uh, I, um, Amari Cooper, if he's healthy, um, along with Elijah Moore, they're going to torch uh, Houston, who has a uh, hurt Noah Brown. Uh, Nico Collins looked great though in their in their win, but um, I just don't think they have the firepower to deal with Cleveland. Plus, Cleveland's secondary and defense is nasty. So for now, I'm going to say Cleveland. Next, we got we got the first vengeance game. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins worst possible case scenario. They needed to beat the Bills. If they had beaten the Bills on Sunday night, they would have had a rematch, a rematch against the Bills in that same Miami building hard rock casino whatever it's called orange bowl um (laughs) i guess the bills the following week but instead they lose to the bills which means they have to travel to kansas city and currently i was looking at the weather in kansas city it is going to be zero degrees at kickoff for for, uh the miami dolphins and i don't know if you played football or any sport in cold weather when you get hit in cold weather, it hurts a thousand times more. So that was, they were the big loser of the weekend. All right, next, we've got the Buffalo Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one is very intriguing to me for this reason. I think that Pittsburgh can go into Buffalo and win. One, Buffalo is going to hear how great they are all week, that they're the number two seed. And that they are by far, you know, going to uh, going to go in and match up with the Ravens. Pittsburgh, no J.J. Watt possibly. They're on a third-string quarterback. They haven't looked good all year, but they're tough. They are a tough team. And when you play the Baltimore Ravens, who are the 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 pride of the AFC, and they swept them this year. So I, I'm picking Pittsburgh. I'm picking Najee Harris to have a big game. Pickens to have a big game. Um, and go up there and beat the Buffalo Bills, which brings us to our next game. Let's go to the NFC side. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles have been struggling of late. Um, they've kind of lost their identity. They uh, started off as like a downfield passing team, and then they wanted to run the ball more. Jalen Hurts got banged up. A.J. Brown is banged up. Um, they're just they're just pretty banged up right now. So, and Tampa Bay uh, against Carolina did not look great, but I think that Philadelphia still has enough juice in the tank to uh, to knock out Tampa Bay. Vengeance game: the Detroit Lions versus the L.A. Rams. A couple years ago, the Detroit Lions traded their starting quarterback Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Matthew Stafford went on to immediately win a Super Bowl for the Rams. Since then, Detroit has used those picks and used free agency to build a title-contending team. They have been getting better and better and better, and this is the best year. The uh, the, the, uh, Detroit Lions have not won that division since 1993. I was a very, very young person in uh, (laughs) 1993. Um, A lot of people who might listen to this podcast might not even have been born in 1993 but that's the last time Detroit won this division Matthew the Lions are good the the Lions are very good 
but I do not think they have the weapons. The LA is the scariest team in the playoffs because of the amount of weapons that they have on offense. And uh, they still got Aaron Donald. And they're they're defensive defensively they played not too bad, not too shabby. Plus, they've gone, I was gonna say, who have you played? What level have of competition have you had to raise to? The the Rams have played the 49ers twice, even though the second time didn't mean anything. But they have played the 49ers consistently over, consistently over the last couple of years. So they are well adept at dealing with teams that are very, very good. Detroit, I, I don't know. Dallas was probably their biggest test. And even though it was a bad call, they lost that game. Which brings us to the final game of Wild Card Weekend. Them Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will be taking on the Green Bay Packers at Jerry World. This game, for rightfully so, this game is the 4 o'clock game, the primetime game for uh, for the playoff, uh, for the wildcard weekend. Jordan Love, big time game, winning against their, their heated rival, the Chicago Bears, to secure their spot. And to get into the playoffs. Dallas Cowboys also had to do the same. Had to go up there and defeat the Washington, Washington Commanders. Their offense is probably the hottest offense in the NFL. C.D. Lamb's cooking. Dak Prescott's cooking. They have a pass rush that is ferocious. And, they, and at home, they are one of the best teams in the NFL at home. Home field advantage means a lot to the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't want to go to Green Bay and play right now. It's very cold, but Dallas controlled environment, very, very fast track. Um, and if you have watched Dallas, um, they do something that I've said, uh, why don't other teams do? They move CD Lamb around all over the place. They move him, they put him in the slot, they use him at the X, they use him at the Y. So he pops up all over the place. And you've got a quarterback who can scramble. So you're, you're running a lot of zone. The defense run a lot of zones. So they can keep an eye on it, which which creates these huge, huge holes. Also, they have this tight end named Ferguson, who has also been having some monster some monster games. So I'm, I'm looking at Dallas. But I, I'm doing the overview right now. I really, really love um, – I really love Dallas. I love the Rams. And I'm picking Pittsburgh in, a, in an upset. And I'm going to go into that. Uh, more on the next uh, podcast, but let's get into a little bit of ATL fit. Um, I was talking this week about pre-workouts and uh, what pre-workouts work the best. And to be honest, uh, the ones with a little bit less caffeine and higher uh, betaine andrus, those are the ones that I typically use um, for sustained workouts, especially when you're working out, uh, two hours or so and you want to be able to sustain that energy the other thing that has been brought attention those are the type of pre-workouts i like for sustained energy uh another thing that has been brought so 
I, I'm not Joey Swole. Jo- if you if you know uh, if you follow any type of social media fitness, you know who Joey Swole is. Joey Swole is this big dude who preaches gym positivity, which I which I am for. But uh, he also shames people for a lot of people put other people in their videos. They try to use other people for their content. But I always say that Joey Swole, the one thing that has happened with these fitness influencers and with all these people is that, you know, they expect if you were in fitness and you fit the, the fitness uh, look stereotype, they expect you to be one of these nice, happy people that uh, that is uh, that they see on their phone. And a lot of people who do this, especially that have been doing it for a long time, are definitely not that. So every now and then I get confused for one of these people. And I have to say a couple different things. But the main thing is the tripod. The tripod mafia. <laughs> These are the people that come in. With the, uh, with the tripods, and these are the uh, quote-unquote content creators. So I was in there the other day, and uh, there's this one gentleman. Like I said, I don't own the space. You don't own the space. Nobody owned any space in the gym. You can do whatever you want. But do not, please do not. Just If you're going to put your tripod somewhere, he put it right in front of the, uh, the weight rack. So, uh, you had to go around his tripod to get to the weights. I didn't say anything. Just worked around it. Um, but, yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. If you're in the gyms, if this, this, hopefully there'll be a big, big enough backlash against the tripod mafia that they'll ban... <laughs> They'll ban tripods because that's what that's what we're that's what we are leaning towards right now. We are literally leaning towards um, all types of recording and gems just being banned because people do not understand um, understand rules and it it just all kind of got out of whack. That's my little soapbox for a day. Enjoy the football. We're gonna be back doing some more football. Um, coming up this week probably friday before the uh before we get into the games on saturday or maybe saturday morning before the lift we will see but this has been crossbones with the game over podcast go out and get you some go juice get a bamf hammer www.bamfhammer.com with my friend sean all right we'll see you on the next episode Enjoy the national football, the uh, college football national championship game. Also, one more thing before I go: when you say "go dogs," that is not the Washington Huskies. We have been saying "go dogs" for I, I was born in the, in the '80s. We've been saying "go dogs" since then. From Washington, you just got here. <laughs> go dogs is us, but I'm pulling for them tonight. Later. <laughs>